Welcome to Focus Schools podcast, Leading for Impact. My name is Brett Bishop, and I've been working with Focus Schools for quite some time now and feel it an honor and a privilege to be serving schools and districts all over the country. And I'm joined today by our leader, Carrie Purcell. Good morning, Carrie. Hi, Brett. How are you today? I'm doing great. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to be doing another in our series of podcasts designed to just do some informing of anybody who's listening about the work that Focus Schools does. And and we are are privileged to have the opportunity to work with lots of places, but would certainly welcome the opportunity to work with more. And we want folks to learn about what we do. So I wondered, Carrie, if you might just help us get started by just giving us some background on how did Focus Schools get to where we are today? Oh yeah, I love to talk about the work that we do because I believe in it and I and I know it works. You know, I joined Focus Schools, I think it was a dozen years or so ago. And um, at that time we were called Focus on Results and, and um, it started about two decades ago, I believe, by four educators who all I think were on the West Coast doing um, really good work in schools and districts. And they saw this sort of urgency almost to work smarter for students. Um, They had been teachers and principals and district leaders. And I think they were learning that everybody was working really hard, but not getting the results that they desired for students. And so they started this company under this premise for this idea of we have to help leaders, teacher leaders, principal leaders, district leaders, all leaders, really think about how do we build systems and structures that will help us better support the students who walk through our doors. And so from that point forward, Focus on Results, now Focus Schools, really took off because the approach um, is common sense but sometimes feels hard to do without a thought partner to help you through that. And so through the years, we've worked with dozens of districts and schools to really help them use a framework to get focused on what matters most, and that's teaching and learning. And added people to our team, people who have done this work, people who have gotten results, and we're a real family who are passionate about helping practitioners do what they do best. And that's the heroic work of providing really good teaching and learning for every student every day. And that's one of the things when you were talking, when you were talking about, you know, our team is full of people who have done the work and shown results. And one, one of the things that struck me, you talked about how helping leaders to work smarter, not harder, because if I've learned anything about people doing the work that we're talking about is they're exhausted. (laughs) Um, They're they're sort of uh, Friday afternoon exhausted by Monday morning, right? I just, as a principal myself, that really helped me so much when Focus Schools you know, showed me that this really isn't about staying longer or being here more days or running around harder in the building. It's more about learning how to make the system work for you and to make it be that you are guiding the system rather than it is doing something to you. I'm just really fascinated by how we can help people with that kind of work because it makes their job better. And I wonder if you might talk a little bit about if if you were talking to a school or a district, why, why would they want to partner with folks schools? Yeah, that, you know what, that's a really good question. I think there's a lot of reasons why. I think that 
as you said, people have Friday afternoon tired on Monday afternoon. And one of the most common worries that people have as leaders is how can I get this all done, right? The list is so long. The chart paper back in the days when we used chart paper was full of post-it notes. Myself as a principal included was that person who had 9,255 post-it notes on my chart paper and thought, where do I begin? You know, one of the ways we help is sort of getting through the static to help people find the main thing. Because what we have learned, both as practitioners and all of us as as now team members on the Focus Schools team, is it's best to do one thing really well than to do the 9,000 things not even remotely well. Schools and or districts who are thinking about, especially going into this new normal school year following, um, you know, a pandemic and so on and so forth, schools and or districts or leaders that are thinking about how can I make sense of all of these post-it notes on my desk and how can I find the main thing? We're the group that can help do that. We have not gone through a pandemic in a leadership capacity, leadership role in a district or school, but we all have tried to lead during trying times. And the more difficult the time, the more scattered we feel, the more alone we feel, the more urgent we feel, and our framework and our coaching and our professional development helps to calm things down, identify a place to start, and then build from there. For me and for the rest of our team, I think that's what we do really well and how we can help lean in and roll up our sleeves and partner right alongside these people who are doing heroic work. When you were talking about the the idea of trying to get really good at doing one thing rather than trying to do everything, I I can remember when that concept was introduced to me as a school leader and I thought it was, I I really thought it was crazy because I thought, no, no, you don't understand. My school is different. We have 10 million problems. And what I learned is, first of all, that's not different. (laughs) Everybody's got 10 million problems, but but also that the notion that if you get really narrow on something that that is really relevant and important and you get really good at that thing, all things can get better. And I honestly didn't believe it when I heard it. And I remember talking to my coach saying, well, I, I, I got to tell you, I don't believe this. And he, and he said, trust me, get really, really good at this one thing. And lots of things will follow. And um, since then, after doing it in my own school and in other schools, I've learned that is exactly true. And what a comforting notion that is, um, as we were going, and as I was a school leader to say, oh, my gosh. You know, I can just really focus on this. I have permission to just really focus on this thing. And I can trust that other things will get better along the way. It was really powerful. And you mentioned, you know, the many dimensions that our team brings. And that made me think about, gosh, over the years, how much our uh, Focus Schools has grown and the services that we provide has expanded. And I wondered if you might talk a little bit about what are the different ways that schools and districts could engage with Focus Schools? Oh, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. I do want to go back to a little bit of what you were saying about this, almost a lack of belief that doing one thing really well, I mean, come on now, there are so many things on our list that people say, you've got to get better at this and you've got to get better at that. And well, what about this? And well, and then I go to another meeting and they give me six more things to think about. You know, I felt the same way as a principal. 
and districts and you know principal leaders are are continuing to say i don't know if i buy that i think one thing that you know i've learned through the years and we've learned as a team through the years is yes of course there are other things that you must do right you have to keep the school safe and secure you have to deal with the emotional needs of staff and students you have to do those compliance documents as painful as they might be but that doesn't mean that you have to focus on all of those and that's what's different i think the area of focus that thing we're going to get better at occupies more of our space more of our bandwidth and then we learn that some of these other must do's can either take up less time or be handed off and i think part of our learning around this is often leaders try to do all that stuff alone to be focused and to compliance and and to and to and to and we've learned that when either district leaders or school leaders develop a strong working leadership team that some of this stuff starts to feel less overwhelming we will allow each other permission to get focused we have courageous conversations so i just wanted to bring that up because your your question mark like is this going to work and my question mark around this going to work is still the same question mark that people have today you know we try really hard to help people find that balance and it felt to me honestly when i looked at my own work as a leader that it was brought to my attention that a lot of the things that i was spending so much time on in in putting so much as you said so much bandwidth into were urgent but not important and it ended up taking a lot of my energy off the things that were most important where this work shifted and said okay the urgent things like you said they're still going to happen and we have to have a system for those but we've got to get your focus as a leader and the building's focus onto this most important stuff for kids to get what they need out of school exactly Yeah, it reminds me of that chapter in our book where we talk about the tyranny of the urgent and how easy it is to get caught up in the panic that's ensuing around us, pandemic or no pandemic. And so as a leader, how do we model that? Mhm. That's important, but we're not going to let it take over what we know should be our area of focus. So I think you asked me a question, Brett, and now I just don't even remember what that question was. It was <laughs> something along the lines of services or how we can help can you help yeah. my brain over the years focus schools has really grown in terms of on um, the services we provide and a lot of it is because we've just had such a tremendous team come on board with all kinds of new skills and abilities but i wondered if you might just talk a little bit about what services and the the ways that schools and districts can engage with us you're right um we have i think maybe i'm partial but i think we have some of the best amazing leaders on our team and i think any district would be so grateful to have the opportunity to work with with anyone um and why do i think that i mean i just can't say it enough it's because we've done this work so every person on our team has done this work in their own district and school and they've gotten results when we have new members on the team they bring their wisdom their expertise the mistakes they've made the ways in which they've grown to the table which then has allowed us to really expand our service offerings based on what we know works and what we know doesn't work 
two decades ago when this company started, we did traditional instructional leadership team work. So a district or a school would hire us to work with a set number of schools to build their leadership team and build the capacity of that team to get focused on that one thing and then to build a plan around that one thing. We, we taught them how to use professional collaboration teams and data and find practices and realign resources and engage families, all those things. And that all still is part of what we do and probably is the main thing that we do. The newest probably and the most powerful service that we provide is working alongside either or both with schools and districts around this notion of turnaround. Some some states call it transformation, some states call it improvement schools, some states call it turnaround schools or turnaround districts. But at the end of the day, it means the same thing. Like we have tried everything we can. We are not getting the results that we want for students and we need help right now. And so that's a pretty comprehensive approach, which involves all of what I just described. It involves working with leadership teams. It involves working with districts. It involves working with coaches. It involves working with new staff. And our promise is that we will bring all of those pieces and parts together, get focused on the main thing, and that is making sure that we are meeting the needs of every student under any circumstances, absolutely no exception. And we do that by truly rolling up our sleeves and working right alongside a school or a district. And, you know, in our experience, and I've heard, you know, team members say this in various places that we are working, that the feedback is that you're different. Like you're really different from other companies who say they do turnaround work because some of those companies give us something in a box or give us something that is shrink wrapped and say, good luck. This program will make you better. Our approach is different than that, I think, and I think we're really proud of it. And I, I, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too, Brett. I think people appreciate the fact that what we do is learn the pain points, identify or craft with a school or district the vision of where they want to be, and then make the plan of how to get them there. So it's not shrink-wrapped. It's not a program. It's a customized approach to working alongside these districts and schools to help them get better. And I love the the idea we often say that the the best reason for the people who are making these decisions to be the people who are in the district or the school are because they're the ones who know. They're the ones who know what the challenges are. They're the ones who know what the strengths are. They have the institutional memory. So if they are excluded from that planning and that implementation, then it, it is ill-fated from the beginning. And that's one of the things, as you said, that I'm really proud of the idea. I think it's harder. I think it takes a little longer and I think it's stickier and messier, but man, I think it's really authentic in terms of results. And I think that's one of the strengths of the things that we do. Yeah. And I don't know, Brett, if I'm airing my dirty laundry here and I think I'm okay with that. You know, when I was in a situation where my school was not yet performing where it needed to be, I would go to a bunch of trainings and they'd give me these really fancy, you know, programs and a cool canvas bag and an ink pen and a lanyard. And I would take all of that back and I would put it on my shelf and I would go back to business. I think maybe 
that was because I couldn't see the connection to what we were already doing. It felt like it was something being done to me. And it felt like just this other compliance thing. Now, I'm also not um, saying that shrink wrap stuff doesn't have its place, right? Every district needs some sort of reading program, ELA program that is used as a tool. All turnaround, we need things, but those things need to be able to be customized to take you right from where you're at to the next spot. Yeah, it feels to me like um, saying a carpenter can't do a job without a toolbox, right? They need the tools. Put that same awesome expensive toolbox in my hand and my wife and children run because they're like, dad, you're not a good, very good carpenter. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's really it, so much of it is about helping the people who are doing the work and having them sort of guide the work in, as they're learning to make the most of all the tools that they have. And oftentimes it, as the schools that many of us, you know, were leaders of because of low performance, I had floods and floods of governmental money. And so it had 10, 12 years by the time I arrived ahead of, of purchasing those tools and yes. buying all kinds of them. But we really, we had so many of them, we didn't even know how to use them. We weren't even good at using them. They, it didn't matter how many we had. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like we, we had the tool, we, did, we threw away the instruction manual. We didn't go to YouTube to look at the video, right? We just are like, okay, well, I think I know how to do this. No, maybe I don't. I'm not going to use it at all. This is, to me, an incredible point in time in education across the world. I know that uh, we've done a lot of work in our capacity with lots of places who have been, as you mentioned, you know, struggling with all kinds of challenges o over the time of the pandemic. But I wondered in, in what ways you could describe for us uh, Focus Schools has changed with the events of the past year. My gosh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that one of the other amazing things about Focus Schools is we are constantly evolving and changing. I don't know anything different. We're always reflecting on what works, what doesn't work, and what are we going to do about both. However, in relation to this last year, I think the change has been deeper, more difficult, more reflective, but I think that we are in an amazing spot. And if we continue to make quarter turns, we're going to continue to do some really amazing things. And I, you know, some examples of that are we used to deliver all services on site, which meant somebody had to get in a car or in an airplane and go to that site. And there is a lot of value in that. But we have also found that there is a way that we can deliver our supports in a remote setting and what we have learned this past year is that perhaps moving forward, our services are delivered in a hybrid way, much like schools and districts have had to do. I think we have learned as a team that we want to keep some of these things that we've learned this last year about the power of remote learning and being able to be at a bunch of ILT meetings and if a, if a principal needs a coaching session, we can do it because we have a half hour. So um, I think moving forward, folks that we're lucky enough to partner with will see us both in person a few times a year. And then, you know, much of what we do can be done remotely. So that's how sort of our structure of delivering services has changed. 
I think how our hearts have changed and our minds. I mean, I think that's actually more important. Um, I don't know why I saved it for last, but I think that's okay. I think that we are reminded that once again, that there's nothing more important than relationships. What we do and how we do it is very relational. And we believe in what's possible and try not to focus on what's impossible. And we try to instill hope. For an example, we're working with a high school in Massachusetts, and they've actually created their instructional focus to be part one, part two. They have the end goal of this is what we want students to know and be able to do instructionally. And this is how we're going to support their social and emotional development. I think that's a huge shift something that we've bantered with for the last few years and something that this, the events of the past year have, has sort of forced us to do. And I think we're really happy about that force. So, so talk a little bit about how, um, if any, what changes has our company made sort of internally and how we operate and how we make mechanical connections with the, the district and schools? Oh, that's a really good question. I, I had not thought of that. So thanks for asking. Well, you know, we've been around for two decades. So I think I'm not even sure. I think there might have been email, but I don't think there was anything like Google Drive or anything, right? So, I mean, I had so many binders as a receiver of, of this focus school's work. <clears throat> of course, they were color coded and my teachers would move the colors around and send me into a tizzy because they know, you know, I'm very orderly. So <clears throat> in other words, we, I, I just remember the day when we would go to an amazing training and we would leave with a 64 page packet. So that's why they went into binders. So, so the pandemic, of course, that made it impossible when we're delivering services in a remote fashion. So we have found and made the shift and we're pretty proud of it. And we think it's really impactful and effective for schools and districts. We've moved our entire platform to Google Drive and provide all resources in an electronic fashion, giving people access two documents at all times. And the other benefit of this is they're able to edit and tweak because those are sort of source files in a Google Doc setting. So our work really becomes their work and that's what we want, right? We're gifting them with these tools, as you said earlier, that go in a tool belt and they can customize those tools because they're in their hands in a way that's useful for them. And I also think too, as a leadership team, we have realized we don't have to wait until our summer institute to get on a plane and meet each other though. That's really fun and I can't wait to do that again. But we can meet weekly and we can jump on a phone call or a Zoom call or a Google Meets for an hour and we can problem solve together and we can talk about struggles and successes. And by doing that meeting frequently, we continue to refine and enhance what we do along the way. Yeah, it's, it's feeling, I remember when my kids were growing up that I was reading about how Harry Potter traveled and I, I, I don't think we're far, off, we're far off from that. I thought exactly. how crazy it was when I read it, but it yes. seems like we're there. Yeah, this is, this is all um, really exciting um, and it's it exciting is. to hear your vision. Thanks. And does it age me a little bit? Do you remember the Jetsons? <laughs> of course I, I do. Going, yeah, I think we're yeah. going into that mode too, right? I'm like, there's no way that, now what are they doing? And yeah. you know, I see some of those things coming through. Yeah, I've always wanted to be able to fold up my car into a briefcase when I park, like the George, George Jesse did. so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're both old. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, this is uh, an exciting opportunity for, for, for both for, you know, our podcast, but also I think for anybody who's going to um, take this in and wants to learn about focus schools. And I thank you for providing all of that care and for the incredible leadership you've given our team as we've shepherded through these really challenging times. And I just want to just take a minute and say this podcast, um, Leading for Impact, has several ways that people can consume Focus in a Flash. If you have just a short time on your way to work or sitting at lunch and you'd like to learn something about how people are doing this work across the country. And also in like in this expanded version that you see here, where you hear a bunch of different um, ways of thinking about leadership and ways in which our company does, does uh, support schools and districts. And we entitle that every student every day. So we hope that you will continue to consume those in other ways and see our website for um, different opportunities to do so. Also, while you're there, make sure you can engage with us. We love to engage with people on social media and you see our social media sites on our website, www focusschools.com and we thank you for the time you've taken to listen to us today and thank you Carrie for your time as well oh you're welcome it's good to talk to you <laughs>